Just open your Bibles with me to Matthew chapter 22 to start. And um, we're going to stay on this whole theme of the altar. And it may never stop. Uh, because I think your life needs to, there's my notes for the day. How's that? Sticky note. <laughs> Y'all are in trouble. Even if I have that much, that's too much. Uh, but I just, I just want to be in a position, I want you to be in a position where you let God take over. And uh, just a few things that I felt like the Lord was speaking to me, and I'll just hit those things. But some of the most important things that we, we think I mean, we could go through and ask the Lord what's the most important things to him. Our soul's the most important thing to him. Maybe. Is the working of miracles. I don't know. Jesus kind of says, you know, go do the stuff. But he says some, some people can be, you know, off doing signs, wonders, miracles, healing the sick, cleansing the leper, raising the dead, and not even know the Lord. So I'm not so sure how God rates our our, our connection with him by what we perform on the earth. Everyone just breathe and say, ah, that's really good. But there's this, one, there's this one thing that Jesus does tell us that absolutely has everything to do with where he wants to draw us into, with how he wants us to conduct our lives. With all these things... He says this, and in, in, I said, I got you in Matthew chapter 22. Yeah. All right. Making sure. Word. And we're going to just, just go to verse 34. And Jesus made a point to a religious legalist. Come on, somebody. That this was the most important thing. says this, but when the, when the Pharisees heard that he had silenced the Sadducees, they gathered together. Then one of them, a lawyer, asked him a question, testing him, saying, Teacher, what's the greatest commandment in the law? And Jesus said to him, You shall love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul, with all your mind, and this is the first and greatest commandment. And the second is like it. You shall love your neighbor as yourself. And on these two commandments hangs all the law and all the prophets. <laughs> and I feel like the Lord says this and it's, it's, he points this out to be like the most important thing that we do. The Lord wants us, wants you to be so in love with him and so given over to him and so consumed with him that all these other things become dim. Because out of the, Jesus always said this, out of the, out of the flow, out of the wellspring 
of, of your life. Out of your heart, everything flows. Amen? And so each of us, each of you in this place has something that God has gifted you with. God has, has maybe anointed you for. But the ultimate thing to be anointed for is to love him. With all your heart, with all your mind, with all your soul, with all of your, who you are. And he said that all these things, and, and out of that place, you begin to love one another unconditionally. <laughs> Look at me, unconditionally. That means it doesn't matter what happens when you go home. It doesn't matter who you collide with in this place. That there's always a place where if I'm loving the Lord in the capacity which he calls me to, that my life becomes completely a reflection of who he is and who is and what and how he loves because if I do not love to the capacity you know we we go to <laughs> Paul used it like this he said listen husbands love your wives like the what like like I love the church right so if if we learn to love the Lord in such a capacity listen the bride is drawn to the one who loves. And I want you to just stop and just reflect on some things because even, let's just go there. We'll go there. Go to Philippians. All these are verses you, you, all, you all know well. Philippians chapter 3 and verse 7. And remember this. You have Paul who's who's done amazing things. He's done, he's been all over the place and he's been well versed in the scriptures. Like if anyone knew scripture, it was Paul the apostle. And he knew the word and he operated in power. And he says to all these things, he says, because all, he says, because what things were for me to gain, these things I have counted lost for Christ. Yet indeed, I also count all things loss for the excellence of the knowledge of Jesus Christ, my Lord. For whom I have suffered the loss of all things. Everyone say all things. Nothing is yours. You belong to him. Regardless of you want, whether you want to or not. You belong to him. And every 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 unction in your heart belongs to him he knows everything he knows where I stand with the person next to me to the left to the right he knows where I stand with family members he knows my heart he knows where I stand in my last church he knows where I stand with a, with a group of people who may have burned me come on somebody and so I'm, I'm just going to get real, and then I'm going to get real heavy at the end, okay? It's not even, I know you're feeling the tension, but the, the Lord wants us to be in this place where we're completely given over. Everything becomes His. It's not just because of one person being in the ministry that everything's His. Every believer is called to live with this posture of all things become counted loss that you might gain Christ. Am I in the right church this morning? this afternoon, whenever time it is. The Spirit of God is wooing a bride into this place where, we're, where we have this, um, this intimate relationship with the Lord that nothing else matters. And God will excel you in, in earthly and worldly things. 
can I, I, I can say that. Because he wants you to prosper. He wants you to increase. He wants your influence to increase. He wants all these things for you. But he, he doesn't want that at the, at the cost that you may slip, slide away. Okay, so the, the Lord is, is looking at our hearts and what we count as valuable and what we count as rubbish. If you're unequally yoked with the place that you go, with the person you hang with, guess what? It's time to take a walk. Because God does not want you unequally yoked with, you know, you got to find your tribe. And I won't go there. Because people find their tribe and quickly leave because of a, of a heart offense. As soon as, as, soon as, as soon as things begin to get turned up, how many know the honeymoon ends after a year? It's over. Come on, you got to... I've been loving her for 29 years. She's been lo- actually she's been loving me and all my imperfections. But the reality is you got to go for the long haul. And so that means that we have to deal with the things that we've we've dealt with in the past and and get rid of them. So that we heal and we move along. And I'm going to hit this because God wants to use your vessel. I'm telling you in this end time, he wants to use you in such power and these things are super important to the Lord. In the end time uh, culmination of what's about to happen and where we stand and where we live right now in, in the epoch of time, and I've talked a little bit about this, but the Lord is looking for a vessel that he can pour into and that he can have full control of so he can end this. Come on, somebody. There's a, there's a, there's a company of people that are rising up in this hour. It's a remnant, and it's a remnant that's given over to completely give themselves to the Lord that count everything else loss, that they may gain him. And so, you know, people can come in here and they can leave and have amnesia right after they leave. And so I break that off for you right now. Because God is trying to bring us into such a place where we are so dependent upon him. And our life is that altar. We've been talking about that altar. And you want to pour out in that place where the altar is. And that's here. That's now. But that's in your prayer closet. That's where God brings you into deep, deep intimacies. And maybe he'll pull you into mysteries. But you shouldn't go there. You should be there for intimacy, not mysteries. The Lord is looking to draw you into a prophetic realm, yes, but he's looking for you to come into a complete connection with him where you're tethered to him so wherever he goes, you will go. And you don't fear man. You don't fear any other thing. You fear God alone. Amen. Amen. And so, and I just really, all I was going to speak was verse 10, that I may know him that I may know the power of his resurrection and the fellowship of his sufferings. Stop right there. We want to know the power of his resurrection, but few want to know the fellowship of his sufferings. And so there's, there's a process that God is bringing us through and bringing you through so that you can walk with the fullness of God in your life. And that means sometimes you're going to go through things, and in the midst of that thing, you're going to, you're going to be tested on your relationship with the Lord and, the, and your relationship with everyone else around you. So how many want the fullness of what God has? And you should. But you need to hear my words today. Let the Spirit, let who hears 
let the Spirit and the bride come. But the Spirit of God wants you to hear what I'm saying today. It's important. And what we hook our value hat on in, in, this, in this place. Listen, we don't have, the, I'll just say this. We do not have the, we don't have the convenience of being able to, I don't have the convenience, nor would my wife let me, nor would anyone around me, my whole, all these, all these people that are, I have around me that, that are pushing and, and running with me would give me this option or to, to speak on things that are, are just trite. They don't really mean anything. In other words, we are called to go to a high place. We're called to bring the region into a, into a higher level. I'm not here to chase. I'm not here to have low-level uh, uh, type wars with anyone or anything or, or, or whatever's being loosed in the region. God will take care of it as we focus our eyes on Him. And the Spirit of God wants us to be in this place of utter dependency and going after the things of heaven Actually, the things of him and his kingdom. And so he wants us to be in this place that you may know him, that you may know, know the power of his resurrection, the fellowship of his suffering, being conformed. That means you look like Jesus' death. That means I be, I'm conformed. I'm put into a, a, a formation which looked like the, the, how Jesus died. I know you. No, Jesus already did it. No, yes, but he's calling you to do the same. I mean, he's not calling you to get on the tree, and he's not calling you to bleed for the rest of the planet because he did it all. But I'm telling you, he's posturing us as a people, as a community, as a region to walk in this place where God can do anything, and he's allowed to do anything, and he's allowed to have access to any place in our hearts. And the Spirit of God wants us to live from that place, and the Holy Ghost We'll, we'll, we'll see it through. Turn with me, and, and there's this. You don't even have to go there, but you can write it down. Luke 22, and we remember this. We remember this whole situation. P Peter predicts the denial. Jesus is saying, listen. <laughs> he says to him, Simon, Simon, indeed Satan asked for you that he may come and sift you as wheat. But I've prayed for you that your faith should not fail you. And when you have returned to me, you'll strengthen your brethren. That's verse 34, 33, and thir uh, excuse me, 31 and 32. And so here's the deal. God wants this ability to walk with you through sifting. Can I tell you, over the last three, four months, actually the last whole, like since 22, 20, 22 started, honestly, I feel like we've been under a sifting. I feel like there's been a, you know, I think he takes me out of one sifting into the next sifting. It's so true. How many know that? God pulls you out of one season and puts you into the next. And we want his glory, but we get, there's another sifting that comes with, the, with an increase of the glory. And the presence of God wants to come to us, and we need to have our eyes fixed on him because I am telling you there's something powerful that he's about to display on the earth, and you are you are got to be prepared for that place and the, and the days of walking around in immaturity and, 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 and not knowing and understanding the time and season that you're in, those days are over. And God is pulling you, pulling you with me into a new season where you give everything to him. 
Listen, you cannot compromise the, the little things. Because if I compromise the little things, that, turns, that opens me up to bigger things being compromised. And listen, with our view, I believe this, that God wants to use you if he can take over this vessel, if he can take over your vessel, he can do anything he wants. If he can take over the vessel, he'll be able to take you into places that you've never been. If he can take over the vessel, he'll be able to move you from a place of just almost reaching and touching a, a realm of glory to a place of un, un, undescribable glory in his presence. And so that's where you want to live from. And we all want the goosebumps, and we all want the gold dust, and we all want all these things, and I, I'm all for it. I'm all for it. I want God to manifest himself however he is. I believe he's going to begin to open up, and, and your life will be a gemstone. Your life will be a gemstone. And it will be a, a, a radiance to, to what the king can do in you and through you. And so, I just had a, I felt like the Lord was speaking to me and popping some things back up that, you know, I, I felt like the Lord was revealing to me back in 2008, maybe 2009. But I felt an, an increase of what the Lord was doing. I had one of the most powerful angelic encounters that I've ever had up till date in 2008. In the same way, I was at a, I was at a conference uh, out in Sturbridge. And, and I was with someone that, that was with one of my spiritual fathers. And I was just... I was laying in the bed before the meeting, and I could hear the Lord. I could hear the Lord coming like a burning oven. I could hear him coming with an anvil. I could hear him come like Malachi chapter 4. Behold, the day is come, coming like a burning oven. And all the proud, yes, all who wickedly, all who do wickedly will be stubble. And this is why I'm touching on this message today, because I feel like our, we want, listen, this church... This body, uh, this apostolic hub will continue to chase. I'll chase after the Lord and what, what it looks like. And, and you all go with me as long as you can handle the, the turbulence. But I'm telling you, it's turbulent sometimes. And the Lord's trying to shake the, the, the stuff that's hanging on us. He's trying to break that off of us. And so if you're willing, you go for it. But if, if all of a sudden you start feeling like, oh, man, I don't know. You know, you can always, you can always just, the, the door's there, right? You can always just not show up. Here I go. I keep emptying the church again. But I do feel like God is calling a remnant to come to the surface in this hour. And, and we are called as a, as, a, as, a, as a company of believers. And I said those things because as we love Jesus, do you know, John the Baptist loved the Lord. I mean, he was family. But there's, a, there's a, a burning messenger company that's coming out of the earth in this hour. I believe that. And they are shaped by the burning oven of God. And so I say this because I was laying down in the bed during this time. And it was loud. Like I could hear it by the Spirit. And I was like in that place, in and out of, out of you know, sleep where you're just kind of in between. But I could hear it. I wish I could have it on a video here. But I, I just... 
I could hear the tempering of God. And what happens is he, I could hear the anvil. I could hear the, the fire. I could hear the booming of, of the furnace. I could hear the Lord smashing and breaking and tempering the steel. And how many knows he wants, he wants to use you as a weapon in this hour? He wants to use you as a weapon that releases God's presence. He wants to use you as a person that's filled with his glory. And God must temper you. Listen to me. The problem is, as soon as things get hot, and as soon as the fire comes, people want to run. As soon as, you know, I want the glory. I want the presence. And I want, you know, I want this and I want that. And we do. We come into agreement. And I want you to have, you know, the glory. I want God to pour out his glory on your life. I want it to be un unprecedented over your life. Do you hear me? And so I had this experience and I could hear the Lord saying, this is what, this is the time when I'm forging, forging the church. And I, I truly believe, and you know, you think it's 2008. It was, it felt like yesterday. But I do believe that we still sit in this place because God is always trying to purify and change us and transform us in his glory. And so he wants us. He says, and the day is coming and the day which is coming shall burn them up. And the Lord of hosts will leave them neither root nor branch. But to those who fear my name. Look at me. For those who fear my name. The sun of righteousness shall arise. That same arising, it's the same arising that comes, in, comes out of Isaiah chapter 60. Arise, shine, for your light is come. Or is it Isaiah 61. It's the rising of the sun over your life and releasing the power and the glory of his presence because you've been forged in the furnace of, of, the, of the fire of God. And he is a consuming fire. And I say this with all. Listen, we need to know the severity and the, and the goodness of God. Absolutely. And God is, God is going to give you. He, you know, I, I want you to, some of you need, need the other side, right? Some of you need the goodness of God to come and visit you because you, you, don't know what, you don't know anything other than the harshness of God. But the Lord wants us to be in both places at one time. That we're tempered by the Lord, that he begins to do things in us and through us. And there's, there is healing that's rising. There's healing that's going to be revealed. There's healing that's coming forth towards the body of Christ in this hour. Listen to me right now. Listen to me. COVID was just the beginning. There's going to be things that are released on the earth that we must have authority over. And I'm going to deal with that in a second. Because there is something, there's a place that the Holy Spirit, if he cannot temper you, you won't make it through the next season. I feel the Lord on that. I feel like the Lord is convinced. He's convinced me. And he doesn't need to confirm anything to me at this point, right? Oh, I need confirmation. No, you don't need confirmation. God wants to use you where you are. Does he need to confirm everything to you? I got silence on that. I got a couple people saying amen. But here's the deal. I feel like the Lord, I was, I was beckoned this weekend while the Lord's speaking. Why do I need to confirm things? Why can't you just do what I say? Because he wants to use you and he doesn't want to be questioned. Holy Spirit. A 
And then the, the, here, I just want you to see this. Verse 5, chapter 4. Well, first of all, we have the book of remembrance in chapter 3. It speaks of the Lord. Those who feared the Lord spoke to one another. I'm in verse 16. I didn't go far. I'm just on the same page. Those who feared the Lord, chapter 3, Malachi, yep. The Lord listened and heard them. And so the book of remembrance was written before them. For those who fear the Lord and those who meditate on his name. Stop right there. Those who fear the Lord and meditate on his name. This is super important. This is meditate on the Lord himself. You meditate on the name of the Lord. Actually, the name of the Lord, in the, when this was written, was the most holy thing. They would, you would not, <laughs> it, it was the, a holy experience to even write Yahweh. And so I just have to tell you, God is talking about his written name, never mind who he is in person. And so as the Lord comes in this hour to you, and listen, I am praying, I am praying, I am praying and fasting that everyone in this place has an encounter, that we get racked and, and, and ruined by the Holy Spirit, that things that have stood in the way in the past will be broken because we are a vessel, we are a people, we're a, we're a, we're a ship we're a ship that can be filled with his presence and glory and will break through the frozen ice of New England. Yeah. We'll break through whatever's chafe and, and the dry ground and all that stuff. I don't even see it that way. I used to see it that way. I don't even see it that way. Why? Because the Lord somehow stuck his eyeballs in my eyes and said, Here, look, son. Look at what I can do. If I call dry bones to life, I can surely call this place to life. We're so, we're so like, our faith is so way out of whack to where God wants us to be. And God wants your faith to line up with your prophetic declaration and your prophetic motion towards him. But he said this, as we do this, right? As we do this. <laughs> the Bible says, they shall be mine, says the Lord of hosts. That's all you need. You can go home now. They shall be mine. But then it gets better. It says, on the day I will make them jewels. I will make them diadems. I will make them crowns. I will make them. Listen, he said the same thing to prophet Zechariah. He said, I see this crown forming on Joshua the priesthood. And somewhere there will be a king priesthood. And I've talked about this before. There will be a king priesthood that rises up in the region. And it's us. Come on. It's going to be someone else. we got to pray for our, our brothers and sisters. We want the whole region to be king priests. Because if that happens, watch out. We see the harvest. We see, and the harvest is not just people and souls. It's, the harvest is the mature sons of God, the sons of the kingdom coming up out of the earth in this hour. And so we have to be in a place where we can receive from the Lord. Ah. And he says, I will spare them as a man spares his own son. That means you're loved as a son of God. That's why he's calling the sons of the kingdom to who know their identity. There's no confusion. 
Come on, Lord Jesus, let there be no confusion in the body of Christ with our identity, with who you've created us to be, with how we look and our expression in the earth. Father, let it come that we would walk in the fullness of life in this hour. And Father, we just, we don't, we, we mock at anything that would come contrary to your kingdom in this hour. And Lord, we release, Father, your presence and your power to come and come and come and do what you want to do with us in this hour, God. Come and do what you want to do with us in this hour. So 4 and verse 5. I know, I'll get out of here and I'll go. Don't worry, I'm going to Revelation chapter 12 next. It's not even going to get any better. There has to be, ready? This is, this is what you're called to. Behold, I will send you Elijah the prophet before the coming of the great and dreadful day of the Lord. Guess what? It's going to be great for you and dreadful for those who don't know the Lord. It's going to be great for you and dreadful for those who have been playing around on the outskirts for a long time. Uh, <laughs> it's going to be great and terrible and dreadful. Come on. I'm, the Bible says it, not me. And it said he will turn, he will turn, he will turn, he will turn. He will turn the hearts of the fathers to the sons. Yeah. Of the fathers to the children, and the hearts of the children to the fathers. Yeah. Lest I come and strike the earth with a curse. Last word in the Old Testament, curse. And then we have Jesus who shows up in his ministry and says, blessed. The Holy Spirit, listen, this is what you're called to do. You're called to be a messenger. You're called to be a vessel that's a messenger. I don't care. I don't care if I didn't see what I wanted to see today. I don't care. It doesn't change my theology about God and who he is. I don't care if I pray for someone 27 times and they don't get healed. It doesn't change who he is. And so we have to come with this posture. God, will you begin to just show me what you want me to do and how I'm to be used by you in this hour. And there's this, this reverential fear that the Lord's trying to put on us that we walk in. And it's healthy. Come on. It's actually invigorating. It should move you to walk closer and deeper with him. But I just want you to see because there, will, there are things. The enemy has been, I feel like, I've taken some things personally in the last few months. And that's okay. Look at me. It's all right. It's okay. Isaiah 50. Where am I? Isaiah 54. We love this. Verse 17 says, no weapon formed against you shall prosper. Every tongue that rises up against you will be in judgment. Come on. And you shall condemn this is the heritage of the servants of the Lord 
and their righteousness from me, says the Lord. Wait a minute, back up, verse 16. Because we like that part. But verse 16 says, behold, means look, I've created. What has he created? Yeah, the blacksmith that blows the coals of fire and who brings an instrument of his work. And I've created to be the spoiler and to destroy. Hmm. That means we don't understand and we don't comprehend well when, when things are coming against us, right? He said the same thing to, he said the same thing to Peter. Look, the devil's come to sift you, but I'm going to pray for you and strengthen you. Do you understand that the Lord is praying for your strength? Do you understand that we have a great intercessor who we pray with and we come into agreement with that's praying for strength, even though all the things that you've been praying for still are waiting somewhere out there. And the Lord himself is saying to you and speaking to you right now, Look, behold, I'm the one. I'm the one that brings the fire. I'm the one that transforms you. I'm the one that blows on the steel of your life to purify it and change it so that it's stainless, so that I can see my reflection in it. Yeah. And so this is what he's doing. No weapon formed against you shall prosper. Why? Because what is inside of you what, is, what you're holding inside of you, what you're carrying inside of you has been purged and changed and transformed by the Lord himself. And when something strikes that, it just bounces off of it. When something hits it, you've been, you're in a posture with a, by the Spirit where things break that try and break you. Things that, waves that try and hit you, they bounce off of you. Waves that try and take your legs out, they bounce back. The things that try and come against you begin to push back because you have a break anointing that you don't ask for or even need, you live from. And so God's going to use that. Say, God, use the fire. Yeah, to purify me. To change me. Go with me to Revelation 12. I can't even, I had so much more, I just can't go there today. Romans chapter 12, tell me when you get there. It's the last book of the, okay. I said Romans, Revelation. What's the matter with me? I did say Revelation. Okay, it's Revelation 12. Revelation 12. Revelation 12. Revelation 12. Word. Did I say Romans? I don't know what I was thinking Romans for. I was thinking, can Collins help me? Can you get behind me now? I know. I'm going to have to switch. Sorry, Kelly. I knew there was no, and there was, I didn't even tell Collins either, so. <laughs> Called an audible. Revelation chapter 12. I know I'm pondering for a minute. 
taking advice. So here's the deal. Here's what happens. Revelation chapter 12, and we know this. Right, we have this picture of a woman who, br who brings birth to a child. It's a generation. You hear me? <laughs> Listen, we read the book of Revelation, and we read it like it's, you know, far off someplace. It's not far off someplace. You're living in it now. Need I not go into Revelation chapter 5 or 10, which we may do next week. But there's, there's some things that I feel like the Lord is speaking about in this hour that we're, we're to model and we're to walk in. And so this, this child, is, it says, that verse 2, it says, Then being with child, she cries out in labor and in pain to give birth. Sounds like Romans. That's why I thought of that. Sounds like Romans chapter 8. Sounds like the sons of God rising in the earth. That's why I say there's no need, there's no need for us to have any identity crisis in this hour. You must, you must go back to the things that I said at the beginning. Walk in the fear of the Lord, seeking Him and, and meditating on the person and who He is. And He is the Word, so that brings us into this fulfillment where God wants to bring us. And it's, we're, we're infused, listen to me. I meditate on Him, I meditate on His Word. And it begins to shift and change me on the inside. Because when I go in and I press into the Lord, in the fear of the Lord, things begin to happen that you can't, you can't be counseled out of. Come on, somebody. You, and, and we're going to hit this right now because there is something about the blood of Jesus and all my love and all my devotion, all my focus being on the Lord himself that sets me free. That helps me be... I can't even call it a mantle. It's, there's a people that will walk in the, end, in the end times right now. Right now. You're in the end times. See, I keep saying this. You've been born in the most amazing time in the earth. I'm thankful for the season and the, of life that I'm in. I'm thankful that it took me 20 years to get to this point that I am. Because God wants to bring you from wherever you are now into a higher place and a higher realm. But you must do, you must do the things that I'm, I'm instructing you to do. I'm giving you apostolic information so that you can walk in a victorious life today. And this is what's rising in the earth today. A true apostolic, a true prophetic. I don't know about taking over all the mountains of the earth. It shows me in scripture that there's something that's different that, that's going to take place than that. And while we do, we, we, we put ourselves in position to have influence. I believe that the Lord focused and he says, listen, there's a child, there's a son being born right now. It's a son that's being born on the earth right now, that's rising up in the earth right now, that will walk in, in, in the fullness of what I called from the beginning of time. It's a generation. It's, it, they walk with a message and, and it's, behold, because Jesus said, even of John the Baptist, He's coming and has come. Why would he say it that way? Because there's a generation that's going to rise in the spirit of Elijah. That knows how to drench an altar. Drench an altar in the midst of a drought. 
comes and confronts the prophets of Baal. And is not afraid. Key is, don't go hiding in the mountain after. You hear me? Elijah was a man just like us. So you're called as this company, as this burning messenger in this hour. Everyone's called as a burning messenger. Look at me. Everyone in this place is called as a burning messenger. Don't be afraid. Walk in it. And if you're afraid, press into it. And God wants to shake. He he didn't create you with fear. He created you in all courage. Come on, what did he say? He told this to he told this to Joshua. He said, "Be courageous. Every place that you set your foot." He also said this. He said, "Meditate on my word every day. All the in, always just meditate on my word, on the substance of my word, and then what happens? Then you become prosperous." No, you become very prosperous. So this child is born. And it says that in the midst of this, the woman, the church, has gone into the wilderness and is trying to protect the child. (laughs) Don't matter what wilderness comes at you, God's got something he's trying to birth inside of you. And it says this, verse 7 says, And war broke out in the heavens. Michael and his angels fought with the dragon. And the dragon and his angels fought. And they did not prevail. Nor was a place found for them in heaven any longer. So the great dragon was cast out. And the serpent of old called the devil, Satan, who deceived the whole world. He was cast out into the earth. And his angels were cast out with him. And I heard a loud voice saying in heaven. Stop right there for a minute. There's a loud voice that's speaking from heaven for you right now. There's a loud voice that's speaking over you right now. And again, he's saying this. Can I take over the vessel? He says this, now. (laughs) I'm sorry. Hebrews chapter 11 starts like that. Now, faith is. But he says it. Now, salvation and strength and the kingdom of our God and the power of his Christ has come. For the accuser of the brethren who accused them before God day and night has been cast down. And they overcame him by the blood of the Lamb and by the word of their testimony. And they did not, what? Love their lives even unto death. Therefore rejoice, O heavens. (laughs) Oh. 
You should get happy with that. I know we don't like that death thing, but I'm telling you, you better get happy with death because God wants to, wants to release a, a, a dead church. Come on. I don't mean that hypothetically. I don't mean that like we're supposed to be dead. He wants a, a walking dead church. He wants an army that he can come and possess because there's, you, you don't carry yourself anymore. You carry him. But there's these things. He wants to take over the vessel. So what? So he can do what? So he can come and release. That word salvation is actually deliverance. It's deliverance. And that word strength is actually dunamis. It's power. And so he wants to come and overtake every enemy in your life. Every enemy that affects you. Every enemy that would, would, would rise up against you. Every time that something's coming against you, he wants to take that enemy down. Do you hear me? That you'll be filled with unprecedented power. And that's what he's called you to live in. And then he's going to add a couple more things. That you live by the kingdom. It's all right there. It's all right there. For every overcomer, you walk what? In deliverance. You walk free. You walk in this sozo anointing because you don't, it's not even anointing. It's just something that's fell upon you because as you followed him and you gave your life to everything that he wanted you to give it to, then all of a sudden every shackle fell off of you. Every mindset broke off of you. Every place where your mind was set in an in a awkward place towards heaven, he aligns it and brings it into a full man. And then he says, the kingdom of God is going to manifest on you. In multiple dimensions. Because when we talk about the kingdom, the kingdom, if I, I can talk about many realms of the kingdom. You can't just do one message on, a on the kingdom of God because there's so much to just the kingdom of God. And so he wants a multiplicity of the kingdom to come off of your life and flow through your life and move through your life. And then, in the power of his Christ, which speaks of all authority. I said all authority. Every bit of authority that the Lord has for you. And through that, he cast down everything that comes against you. And so we're just going to give him an opportunity to take over right now. Just stand with me. Stand with me. Stand with me. Because I feel like God's going to release something fresh for you this, this afternoon. You're just going to give him permission right now. Put your hands up. Surrender. I don't care if we surrender every Sunday. I have to do it daily. I have to do it momentarily. I have to do it all the time. And you have to too. You should be doing it too. Because you, 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 you start stepping into this world. Let me just... This world and domain 
Satan's got for a few moments more. Just a few moments more. But he's given you all authority. Because the, there is come a day that the kingdoms of this world shall be all. I mean, he rules the nations, don't get me wrong. But the enemy still has access over the earth until the end, which his end is coming soon. So, Father, right now, we just thank you. We thank you, Father, and we ask. We step into it, and you can come forward anytime. You shouldn't need invitations anymore. You know me. There's going to be a realm that's released for us in this hour where we break, where you see the Holy Spirit come over you and break every place of captivity. It's broken every place of captivity. Come on, the atmosphere is charged in this place right now. The Spirit of God is wanting to, you to say, God, come and invade this vessel. Invade this vessel. Invade this place. Come and take over. Come and take over. Come and take over. So Lord, I release that deliverance right now. I release that place of sozo in the room right now. Lord, we do it. Oh, we overcome. Our eyes are fixed on you. Our eyes are fixed on you. Lord, we're loving you. We're loving you right now in these moments. We're showing our, we're seeking your face. Lord, your train filled this place. Your train filled this place earlier. And God, your majestic power is filling this place even now. And so we step in and into that, into that place, Father, by the Spirit of God. And Lord, release a motion, a, a fresh realm of your kingdom. I thank you for the dunamis. I thank you for the dynamite. I thank you for the power of God in this room right now. I thank you, Father, that at the altar, Lord, we come, we come, we come as that with the spirit of Elijah right now. And as you release the spirit of Elijah right now, God, you release the water. You release the water. God, you break us into a new place. Lord, we come, we come in front of every prophet of Baal, every false prophet, every false prophetic thing. And we thank you, Father. You release, Father, the true prophetic right now. You break, you break it right now. And Lord, we don't walk in any falsehoods anymore, anymore. No, we're under the blood of the Lamb. We're under the blood of the Lamb. We're under the word of your testimony today. God, we thank you. so we release the kingdom with eyes are fixed on you please please just lock in with the Lord right now
take over every vessel in this room right now. Every spirit not of you, every spirit of trauma, God, go break right now. Break right now. Every traumatic experience, every bit, every bit right now. Yeah, yeah, right now, right now. Trauma, go in Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. No more. Hit the road, Jack. deliverance in the room right now yeah there's a realm of deliverance in the room right now God break out we break every false belief right now every lie right now every lie right now every lie right now every unholy tie God right now every unholy tie right now God every place where we have thoughts that God are unholy God we break ties with those places right now we break those things that aren't holy God we thank you Father for your purity we thank you for your purity God we thank you for your pure presence Father right now right now right now right now God we thank you for your pure presence God right now and Lord we thank you we ask for the fire the fire that purifies right now right now, right now 
the fire that purifies, the fire that, that comes and consumes the altar, the, the fire that shows up and shows off and shows that every false prophetic thing that was even tried to be worked up, <laughs> it's gone. It's burnt up. Come on. Holy Spirit, release it now, God. Release it now, God. Release it now, God. Ready? He's coming like a burning oven. He's coming like a burning oven. Put your hands up. He's coming like a burning oven. He's calling, he's calling that generation. He's calling a, a people. He's calling a people, a messenger. A messenger that prepares the way of the Lord. That prepares the way of the Lord. The spirit of Elijah. The spirit of the prophet. The true prophet. The true prophet. <laughs> 